Okay, Jim. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, you gave me lots of notice on this one. Christ, brother. You look at, you know, times are moving. We got to we got to get going. We got to hustle and flow here, man. Jesus. Get over here and let's start recording, man. We got to get a show in before the long Canadian weekend. Canadian. A lot weekend. of Americans don't understand. Well, it's their Memorial weekend. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah, it lines Memorial up at the same time. But yeah. we have our Victoria Day, which there's a meme going around on Instagram where you have Victoria Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> She's I don't not think even she, Canadian, for know, God's sake. I, well, Commonwealth. Oh, true, true. <laughs> right, so the English, true. right? Today we're going to talk about budgets. Yeah, we'll talk about some budgets. We're going to yeah. talk a little bit yeah. about budgets, but I actually want to talk. I want to do a few shoutouts. Let's just do a little few shoutouts. I know that Jim and I, Zoe, reached out to us for her boyfriend. Yes. And Jeremy. Jeremy, uh, because he's a huge fan and he's an up and coming carpenter and he's in New Brunswick and 22. 22. You just turned. Happy just belated. Turned. Yeah. And so we actually just offered a Double Zoe. Deuce. That's all it is. We just said, listen, we'll call him, we'll talk to him, and, and we chatted with him for about a half hour or so and we just got his lowdown out, out east. Out east, New Brunswick. That's it. So, Jeremy, yeah. say hello. Uh, that's all. We're, you know, we're glad that you're listening to the show and you're enjoying it. And uh, we love hearing that this is the only construction podcast that you listen, listen to. to right on. <laughs> so, thanks, Zoe, uh, for reaching out. And you can catch Jeremy at uh, Jeremy, D-O-I-R-O-N, on Instagram. All right. Another one. Jamal, but his friends call him Jay. He's a huge fan. Hope all is well. I love what you guys are doing. Look forward every Monday on Instagram. Uh, he wanted a sticker. I sent it out to him. You can catch him at AG Drywall and Taping. I think he's a Hamilton boy. I'm not exactly sure. So, yeah. Jamal, say hello. That's all we're doing, okay? Taylor, Taylor Vander Doolin. First off, wanted to say that I just recently started listening to the podcast within the last few months, and the content you guys cover is absolutely spot on. And the way the industry is going, it's made the long drives to and from job site way more enjoyable. Hey, Taylor, thanks for listening, man. Thank you. So he's a carpenter's apprentice. Uh, he started at 18. He's turning 30 next uh, month. Uh, worked for mom and pop shops, Scottish Finnish carpenter. So he knows a thing or two about wood. Nice. And he just got his ticket. Worked my way through the, the bigger companies. Once I wrote my red seal, I worked for a big outfit in Oakville, just outside of Toronto there, called ADT, ATT Contracting, which has since gone tits up, he says. <laughs> Restoration for Winmar. Uh, did new subdivision stuff, PVC trim, decor, innovations, maintenance. He did a bunch of stuff. Oh, hang on a sec. Here's a nice comment. Maintenance carpenter for Gray, uh, Grand Erie School Board. Even worked for a something something approved quality program. Hmm. <clears throat> Got a few stories to share on that, he says. Wow. Well, you know what, Taylor? Just tell him off, Mike, when we get you on the show sometime. We'll just we'll love to listen. We always want to have a construction ear to the ground regarding those approved <laughs> programs. <laughs> Joke, joke, joke. Uh, so he just, uh, it, uh, I'm saying all this because your podcast has hit so many of the feelings I felt through my career and different guys you talk about in the industry are guys I've seen in one way, shape or form. And it's refreshing to know that other carpenters and, and construction guys have been through the same things I have. Once again, just want to thank you for the great content. Hopefully see some more stuff soon. We're keeping it up. We're trying to keep it up. Keep up the great work and we'd love to chat and chop shop up some time. Nice. Taylor, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate that. Last one here. 
I am a new listener. This is Laura, Laura Houston. Uh, she's out of Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, wow. Hey, Laura. Nice to meet you. E meet you. Podcast meet you. I am a new listener to your awesome Construction Light podcast. I've been listening to podcast number 140 about cost construction materials and thought you would find this information in this local Omaha lumber company monthly housing index newsletter. Interesting. That was the graph where you saw the spike in 20. 2020 right. and 2021 where literally it was like almost as if they were going orbit the spike so she was just sharing a graph and we really appreciate that she goes i'm a residential gc that does 95 percent remodels and a few additions so the lumber prices don't really influence my project right. price right now but they will and then she says p.s sometimes jim talks a little softly i can i can't hear him when he, i'm driving in the car all right <laughs> I'll be a little louder. That's his. That's his. That's his uh, radio voice in the middle yeah. of the night. That's it. All right. Okay. So thanks, guys, for listening. Really appreciate it, uh, Jim. We got to do something about these hammers, man. Okay. How are we gonna do that? Boss hammers. We need to. They're pretty awesome. There, we got we got four hammers to give away, right? Two black ones and two hickory, and uh, so we got to figure. You know what, guys? Why don't you reach out to us and ask us how we should give these these four yeah. hammers away? Yeah, give us some ideas. That'd that's be, it. Uh, so find find uh, at Boss Hammer uh, on Instagram, and then you guys will know what we're talking about. Very definitely, we would love be to a have them. But conversational piece yeah, once you giving... put it on your belt, man, <laughs> for sure. All right, so on with the show. On with the show. You wanna talk, do you want? I want to. I want to talk. Okay, I want to just present something that I, I was thinking about while I was driving today, Jim. All right, all right. Spanish flu hit when nineteen eighteen. No, yep. hang on. Just, okay. It, okay. It, it gets us to budgeting. Okay. Okay. So Spanish flu hit 1918, went right. on for two years. Yeah. It wasn't a huge economical disaster. Lots of people made money. And that's how we got the roaring 20s. Okay. What happened 1929, 1930, all the way to 1939? The crash. The Great Depression. Right. which began with the stock market crash. But there was a bunch of other variables that influenced that, and it just went on for a decade, right? Right. What's going on right now? We're getting, like, we know history, and anybody who's tracking financial, we know what's coming. What I wanted to talk about was that lots of people made money during the pandemic, Spanish flu back then. Lots of people are making money right now. Still. Still, and it's still climbing. Yep. We are going to go into a pattern where, the roaring 20s of the 2000s. Okay. I'm predicting by the end of that, but even sooner because of how technology has just been jumping insanely. Right, 100%. I don't think it's going to take nine years for us to hit another Great Depression, but I do believe that there is something great coming in a negative. In a negative. In a negative. Because I think that you cannot have what's going on and not have any cause and effect as a result of it. Right, right. So, so it goes back to budgets because these lumber prices are not going down yet. You think they will? Or they I gonna- think, that I, yeah, you know, I was talking, to, again, we have this conversation always comes up. Every day. Every day. Again, you know, for us, we're the one that, you know, as contractors, builders, we're the ones that are just handing over the the cost to our clients, you know, unless we're building on our for ourselves. Right? In all fairness, we're making a little bit of money because then our markups follow their increases. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, yeah, you know, I, they'll come down a little bit, 
next I, year. I think I think they'll come down 10 15 percent it's not much you know so our 50 dollar you know three quarter inch piece of plywood that still was, will be 90 it will still yeah it'll be 75 80 i still think so so and and we talked about this before about there really hasn't been an increase over the past many many decades nope goes up a little bit here a little bit here a little bit there yeah, definitely. I think there's price gouging, and and you know they're taking advantage of the situation. But if we end up at a seventy-five, eighty-dollar piece of plywood, we're gonna jump for joy because we've been paying over a hundred, and we're just gonna go on like nothing ever happened. It's human nature. I'll tell you a funny story. My brother called me up today. My younger brother. He's doing a little bit of work at his house. I can't do it because he can't afford me. <laughs> so my older brother is helping him. But then he calls me up today. And he goes, Manny, do you have a, a sheet of half inch or three eighths ply? And I so happen to have one that I bought two months ago. Right. I have a half, a three, I have a three quarter, I have a five eighths, right? I just, I got a bunch of them at that time. He goes, well, can I come by and grab it? And I said, okay, sure. Then he came by and he grabbed it. And I'm thinking to myself, hang on a sec. I paid X amount for that sheet six weeks ago and now if i need to replenish that sheet i'm gonna pay more more More. and i'm like going that's not really fair right but then he took it and like it's gone and i'm like oh no it's gone it pissed me off a little bit your brother i know i know family (laughs) you got to keep it in the family right but it goes back to how george brought up a good point about the budgets and i came up with this idea i think are we gonna are we gonna have to get back to the point where all of us contractors tradespeople have a three-page carbon copy notepad where there's an extra charge or we have to explain to the client that, okay, well, listen, this is going to cost X amount. Here's the amount. And then here's your yellow copy to verify that we had this conversation. Because recently I've been having a lot of conversations with clients saying, I don't remember that. I don't recall that. Right. So how do we deal with that with the budgets? Or you record it. How? Just say, okay, we're just going to record this conversation. Really? You just yeah. do it that way? Everybody's doing it now. And they're not going to be afraid of that? I don't know. You can. It's not uh, illegal. No, once you ask permission and shit like that, right? But I mean, that's where we're getting to because then I had it today. Well, but what else are you supposed to do? Okay, so let, let's just say, you know, our old old way of doing it is doing up a, a change order. Yeah. And you fun. write it in here. You sign it. Now you've signed it. Thank you very much. And, and away you go. I mean, with all this new technology and everybody else got a phone stuck to their hand all the time, so why couldn't you record it? Or put it in your notes. Yep. You know, it's still the same thing. You can sign your phone now. You can do all that. So you can do all this stuff. Look at it. I don't even know how to use a phone, and I'm telling, and I'm talking about this. It's but, true. But I think you have to, just with the, with, with the way the material costs are, I think any GC, any built... Well, Anybody in this business, any contractor right now, should leave material section open to be determined. Here's what I think it is today, but I'm probably not going to start your job for three months. And just leave that open. And I think that has to be the conversation that you're sitting across from your client and say, look, I can hand, I can, I know what the labor is going to be, but I don't know what this is going to be. And it's not going to be much. Could be 10, 15, 20% more, but just beware. That's, that's a lot of guys are bringing up the fact that none of us are increasing our labor rates, but everybody else is increasing all their rates. 
But then if we increase our labor rates, then we're going to price ourselves out of jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a fine line or, yeah. or whatever. What's the, you know, I don't know, the double-edged sword thing, but it's definitely a fine line. We start jacking it up. Inflation's already starting. Everything's, you can see it all happening now. Real estate, I still predict, will slow down. This year? I think so. Yeah. I think so. We'll start to see it in the fall. But that's Maybe traditionally. Even, it kind well, of traditionally in the summer, usually fall is the second best time to sell. Yeah. Right. But I think, you know, then the interest rates will start Follow. to go in a, in a couple years. But I, I do agree with you saying maybe it won't happen right this minute, but it'll take less than 10 years. It I won't think, be nine. I think it'll be four, four or five, which puts us No, I, I, I agree with you at four because okay, 2024, interest rates, 2025. Right, interest rates, you know, as uh, the Bank of, uh, of Canada said, you know, we're not going to increase them. But they're after that two, three years or, you know, 2023 when the doors open up and we can increase them and inflation's gone crazy they're gonna have to they, they have to slow this down do something right they and then that's when i think we'll see the unemployment go up our business go down go down dry up a bit you we know the bad guys or I don't, you know, I don't even know. Well, yeah, it usually does. It usually does weed out the bad guys and, and weed out the guys that aren't ready for it. So, yeah. you know, you guys, young guys listening to this, keep that in mind. And fingers crossed that it doesn't happen. But you're, or it but does you're happen, a, but you're prepared for you're it. You're prepared for it, right? Yeah. You're out. You've got that little nest egg stashed away for your, not going to say you're going to be completely out of work, but maybe you're not going to have what you had before. Prepare. Yeah. Just, yeah, for sure. For okay, sure. so let's get into a bunch of budgeting details. Well, I want to talk, talk before we that. get into that. So, you know, listen, guys, like now with the way things are and your and your clients are, um, you know, on you to keep things going and all that stuff. So it's up to you, up to us right now to really look ahead. I mean, we usually do this. We try to do this even in the in the good times and non-COVID times. But with, you know, with delays, with materials and whatever it seems to be delaying in in everything across the board from plumbing fixtures tiles everything else you need to start pushing your clients now even though you know it may seem funny that you're just coming out of the ground or you're just doing the foundation well they should be starting to look at tiles and everything else now you can get them ordered in the next month because they're probably going to take two or three months to get and the same thing you know get line up your sub trades Line up your, you know, your drywall guys, your all your your M and E's, your mechanical guys. Get them lined up. Get to give them a deposit so you can keep them. I think this this is the way it has to be now. From now on, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, it, it's probably the way it should be. Definitely now with the way things are, if you want to keep your job going. But these numbers, Jim, are changing so dramatically. Like it's even. Hard. I submitted another estimate for a pretty decent job, and I'm actually excited. Hopefully, cross fingers that I get it. I got the, the follow-up call where it's like they're interested, the numbers are in line, but now they want to start getting more specific into actuals. And I'm like, okay, the moment you guys submit to permit and I see the red, and then I can give you actuals. But they are, are already, which is smart, they're already talking about we need to get a better, a clearer idea on finishes. And I'm like, I'm not even at that point yet because we haven't even demoed anything. Once you guys get me a, a drawing stamped and it's permitted, 
then we can talk about what your grocery list is for finishing. Then right. I can give you a better idea of what those parameters do you are going to be. Do you give an allowance or anything? Uh, well, not yet. Not the initial estimate. I don't. The initial estimate, I break down all the line items. But then when it comes to those finishing details, I just explain to them that I can give you this ballpark regarding my my value, my detail, right. my discount. Right. Right. But then I need to know what you guys are looking at. Because if you guys are looking at Callista, if you guys are looking at American Standard, I need to get a better idea. Then yeah. I know from there where's my supplier that I'm going to speak to now I then I could figure out well with that supplier I get 25 points I get 35 points or whatever I can make yeah. those arrangements even I was at a tile supplier today and they're like listen I could have gave you another five if you wanted to so I think also the suppliers are interested in helping you out oh with those for numbers. sure but that but that but that that's you know when it we talked about earlier you know relationships I think that's all falls under that hundred percent everything right but they're also being hit too because we know this that china somebody's at the door we didn't order a pie i don't know could be avon no yeah. wrong decade wrong decade yeah <laughs> doesn't Tup- matter could be tupperware <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we know that uh the reason that material being shipped globally has increased is not because of the product itself it is a hundred percent the transportation of the product it's so, what's holding it up yes so all the container costs those are the increases in costs regarding when you go look at something why is it so much higher it is actually right. to get that product from across the world to, to your house right it's costing x more to ship it to transport it to get it to they're not going away you want to check it out who it is yeah we got to take a break to answer the door oh so, yeah, yeah you know who that was who was that it was dan williams from tropical Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so this is so, guys. This is what happens when you work with somebody and you give them a shitload of work over twenty five years. He just came by because the weather is warm. He says, "Jim, how's your air conditioning? I just want to make sure you're going to get through the long weekend and not call me." So there you go. That's who you hire. That's who you hire, man. That's... It, it is true. Everybody's kicking in their AC right now yeah. because we're we're holding at a beautiful thirty degrees, man. It's actually been yeah. a very yeah. very nice May so far, right? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Dan was knocking on the door yeah, there. Right. So thirty degrees for you, uh, Americans. people south of the border, that would be about 90. 90. <laughs> 90 Fahrenheit. We're in Celsius here in Canada yeah. land. That's yeah. all. All right, so let's get back into what we budget. So the budget thing. So what were we? So where were we at the budget thing? Wait, I think we're like. How do you deal with clients with this? It's a moving target, Jim. Like I said, right right now, my quotes, my estimates. When I submit something, I actually change that note where the material costs are valid for. I put it front center on the first page now. You have to. I put one week. Yeah. I go. It's good for. I'm even nervous at one week. Yeah, but well, I know. Look at, that, look at the job we got going now. That you know, Jesse's framing for us, and you know, I'm, we're trying to get the lumber. So they're trying to deliver the lumber for me, and I like we can't go as fast as they want to get it out of the yard because there's an increase coming, and if I don't get out of the yard, thought yeah. maybe because someone might want to try to steal it or something to get it off. Well, of your yeah, I mean that's probably one of the reasons, but. <laughs> But no, they got to make room. Is, yeah, it's a commodity. You got to right. make room for it. Got to make room for the more expensive stuff. Oh, 
So how do you deal with, I know that you got so many line items on your budget. How do you, how, like, it's got to be overwhelming for clients when they look at it, you present it to them. Well, I mean, let's face it, we're in different times, man, right? Right now, this is a different, this last year and a half is totally different. So I think you just have to, you just have to keep that line open, that line open. Accessible. Accessible. And just, <laughs> and I think, it's, like you said, you got to have it front and center and say, look, this I have no control over. I control everything else, hopefully within reason, and then you control the other part. But for the materials, I can't. I can't. Uh, you won't be able to run a business. No, no. So I'm just trying to figure out how do we document this. So then, when you're going through the whole budget, you've got all these line items. You got a fluctuating commodity market out there, and you got to go back to the client, going, remember that original estimate our original budget how we said by the time we get to a month later we get our material but that material now is 10 20 30 percent more yeah how do you handle that how do you talk to the client about that i think it's got to be up front just have a blatant conversation right up front before they're doing it before they sign before anything you just say look i cannot control this line item period how are they responding when you say that yeah, most of them are, you know, they know. I mean, look, that's the client you want. They understand where we are. They, they're not stupid. Even if they're not in our business, they know well, what's it's all going over on. The with news. The it's Everything. all over the world, Everything. right? Yeah. So they know, and I think you know most of them are understanding. If they're going to try to railroad you into a a lump sum price, oh. you know what then. You know, thanks very much. Get up from the table and off you go. Because you will make more money if you stay home and not do the job. <laughs> well, you won't. You just you won't make any, but you're not going to lose any. You won't either. lose it working at it. I know. Yeah. So no, I think you know, guys, you just you just got to stand your ground. It's in our face every day. It's in their face every day. They see it in the news. They know what's happening with material prices. That's like it's. But really, at the end of the day, how much is that? on the whole job it's fractional i mean it's right. small compared right. to other right. details so, in the house. And, I, and i think you have to say it that way too you also you got to break like what's the word i'm like you gotta you gotta break you, it you down gotta soften so it the edge soften the edge you gotta soften because we see it okay i'll give you an example i had a quote just for a very simple laundry countertop quartz all right Six foot waterfall, 18 inch backsplash. Let's play prices right. How much you think for the material and install? Generic quartz white, one sink. Six feet? Six feet long, 25 on the sink side, and it comes out a little bit over the washing machine, and then a backsplash, and then he wants a waterfall on the side. Same material. So right off the bat, we have to order one a One side waterfall. One side waterfall. How much you think? Forty-five hundred. Whoa, you're high. It came in at twenty-nine and change. Really? Yeah, installed. Hmm. With the backsplash. With the backsplash. And they're measuring. Must be shit stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he's listening. Maybe he listens, man. The client. Shit, I can't remember if he listens, man. He might be listening. No, no. It's. I. I thought that was kind of cheap. Like I thought it was reasonable. It's a great deal for, as far a, as I for generic quartz white simple measured yeah. fabricated installed yeah so i i mean usually like i but my point was like i got the number 
and I literally cut and paste and I show it to the client. I text it. Like, that's a deal. And I'm like, here's the number. Is it a year or nay? And he was two seconds later. Yes. Can we please proceed? Right. And that's, I, that's what's going on. Any number that I get, I get the sticker shock because I know what that material used to be. And then I go, here, I'm presenting it to you. I'm not hiding it. I'm not patting it. I'm not doing anything. I'm literally showing you the invoice that came in, and this is the number right. that I was presented. So water, I want, but it's single water. Bro. Single water. Three-quarters single. Not, oh, not okay. beefing it up. Okay, I'm thinking of No, no, it's not a kitchen. No, 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 not a kitchen. It's just it's, it's a, it's right, a nice, okay, simple okay. little laundry yeah, kind so, of. I mean, that's, yeah, that's. Three fair, grand. Fair price. Three grand, right? Yeah. But I thought that was a little high, but people want to spend what they want to spend. You thought that was high? I thought that was a little high. Hmm. For what is being put there, I guess. I thought it was. But I mean, yeah, it's all perspective. I mean, a car yeah. can cost $10,000, 10, car can cost a million dollars, whatever, right? right? It's all perspective at that point. But I think that's, that's the best thing that we can do is just we take our numbers that we're getting, we absorb the sticker shock. Yeah. And then present it to the client and have that conversation always in the upfront. Don't hide it. Don't skirt it. Don't, you can soften the edge. Yeah. But I think you got to be realistic with them going, listen, here you go. And and maybe if you want to put some light on it, how many two by fours you got in the house right now? Right. You know, what are, are you going to have to order? You know that through the news that a two by four is over $10, or almost yeah. $11. Yeah. So you got a thousand two by fours. That's just your two by fours. Yeah. So what's going to happen from there? No, I think, you know, it boils down to negotiating and just covering your own ass. You're still protecting them. You did the right thing. You just showed them what it is. They mean, they know we have, You're to, make, we have to make a markup in yeah. order to be in business. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, we just, we just manage projects. So everything is up front. We just show the invoice. There it is. They know we're good. They the see percentage. it. They got it. Yeah, that's so, what it is. You know. You don't like that one. Here's another one. That's a little more. That's a little less. This is who I suggest you go with, right? Now, on the smaller projects, you have to kind of present the whole thing because you're the guy. Yeah. Right? But that's how it was in the beginning, the earlier days. When you got a job, you go, here you go. Here's my number. Almost it was a handshake and show them one number plus tax. It was easier back then. Yeah. And I think, And I think it was easier back then, too, because people didn't have these crazy ass expectations of what it's supposed to be. They were just happy with drywall, four inch baseboard, you know, two and a half inch oh, casing simple. around, you know, just simple. Oh, yeah, no, that looks great. And then all of a sudden, boom, well, seven, no work. seven and a half, eight inch baseboard. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything bigger? Wayne's got in coffered ceiling. Like, yeah, then you just go, that's it. Do you got to charge for that? You do, but sometimes people don't want to pay for that. But it's funny. It's like, I mean, I have another client and, and she nixed a, a niche in a bathtub application and she didn't want it. She was like thinking, you know, I don't want to spend the extra money. Elderly woman. And I was like, oh, okay, totally cool. So I took it up. But then all of a sudden later on, she's like, oh, I, w- I want it back now. So then here's the extra cost for it. And she's like, well, why is it costing so much? And I was like, it's it's a hole in the wall that's got to be tiled and it's got to be waterproofed. And so right. there's a whole procedure. That's all it is. So yeah. there, but I think that the moment you take your big number and you break it down to little numbers, the clients start to it's really easier panic. To oh, you think it's, oh, yeah. I think they panic, man. Yeah. That's what I think. They start panicking. They start realizing, well, wait a minute. Why is that one niche costing this much? Why is this costing this much and all this? And I'm like, that's what it's costing. You go out and buy a prefab niche. You go out and install it and waterproof it. And then you go out and get a tile installer. Like what? Average tile installer will charge what? About 600 bucks 
to just tile a niche, just a niche. Right. And then if you want to miter that niche, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's an upgrade. Yep. But then they start looking at it going, it's almost $1,000 just for a hole in the wall. I was like, okay, get rid of it. Save the money. But they don't want to do that because they want a niche. So it's like, how do you handle these well, conversations? Well, funny you say that. And I'll, and I'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> um, we just, um, we're renovating a house that I built and lived in. A little, way back, a little way back. Yeah, way, way back. Yeah. So I built, built, yeah, bought and built in 06, lived there for 12 years, sold it. And now the people I sold it to said, I don't really don't want anybody else in this house. Will you renovate it? So we, we are. We're, re, you know, redid the floors, the new kitchen, all new bathrooms. And we're working with a designer. And on the thresholds, for all the showers we're doing not just the one piece threshold we're making it three-sided mitered out of the tile no no oh no out of the the marble okay and then we just drop it right drop in place. it on so we have one on the ceiling and i mean it looks phenomenal it looks custom you know i had to i had to tell the client i go okay well the original cost was just to do this and she goes okay so but how how much now is this one i said well if we're gonna do all that and then there's the seat involved like a floating floating same idea floating miter bench, miter like okay. you can't see it just slides over it's looks beautiful yeah it's eight grand for those for all for all that yeah the three that's one, in line two, three four thresholds and then your regular jams on the side and the in the in the bench seat. And how do they react to eight grand? It's like, you know, choked a little bit. I said, but you gotta understand that's three times the work for each threshold. Like if you just want the standard threshold and the jam set that we buy, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Three grand. You got a miter each piece we, well we had to send them out to yeah. get it done yeah. right we, yeah, you're double mitering the top yeah. piece you're single mitering the side pieces yeah you're epoxy and putting them together yeah. and, and you and we had polishing. to have the slope on yeah it, right yeah. so that's why i can see eight grand is reasonable that's what we said and but then they still so have, we put it back to the original idea design no 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 we did it okay we did it it looks unbelievable i was in there this morning and and but we put it back to the uh the designer and they got it costed out and, and they just went with the eight grand <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it, and there you go i mean it's i want to know the number they got it at <laughs> so eight grand was a deal eight grand was a deal it makes sense man yeah and that's what everybody's doing nowadays everything everything has to be mitered now nobody wants tile edge anymore yeah and I'm just like, yeah, but it takes more time and it co- yeah. and you and it takes more skill. Yeah, 100%. Takes more skill, man. Either yeah. skill or machinery. So you can yeah. send it out, get a fabrication shop to do it, or you can get a good tile And setup. we got it done in a week, not Oh, wow. 3 weeks. Again, that goes back to relationships. Yeah. And loyalty, right? Not, you know, sure you may pay a few bucks more, but this is why. You know it's funny, Jim? Do you think that designers have better or stronger relationships with suppliers than contractors <laughs> hmm how do we not piss off everybody 
Okay, so, all right. Well, you know what? Somebody might be pissed off. Who cares? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think in my world, I guess, I think I, I have the better. Relationship. Yeah. I agree with you that I think contractors build. They're the artists of the product. So they're the ones that is being given the product yeah. to install it, to make it look beautiful or to make it look like garbage. Yeah. And if you make it look beautiful, the homeowner is going to remember you. I get that a designer came up with the idea or maybe thought it out and drew it out, but there's a difference between a drawing and an actual. Yeah. So, but, I, but I think, but it boils down to, I like to use this guy, this guy, and this guy, these suppliers. And I tell my clients, and I said, here, that's where I get the best deal. This guy's great. This guy's great. This guy's great. If your designer wants to use them, I can get you this deal. Now, designers have their own places yep. where they want to go. Yep. And their relationship is probably the same as mine would be with my people. And then they would get their discount. Whether they pass it on or not, that's, you know, that's... Is it whole, always the it. final, the number? Since we're talking about budgets here, is it always like the number trumps everything else? Or is it the no, quality? No, I don't think so. Well, it's quality and do I do they have the certain product? And it goes, I guess it goes back to the triangle. Yeah, I don't think you can get your whole house done in one place. No. You and you shouldn't. To, no. So I think mean, you have to go. So I, you know, here's my three that I like. And, you know, here's a couple other ones that I know I'll get a half decent discount. But that's but, building a relationship. But you know what? But if you're not going to listen to this, you're going to do everything what your designer here says, then just throw everything out that I just said. You're going to come to me and they're going to, you're going to get a tile price. I, I can't go to that person then and say, Hey, give me a better deal. Cause I don't deal with that. Person, yeah. Right. And that's just the, like you right. chose these apples and oranges and mangoes, right. whatever. Like if budget, that's, if budget is a really big thing and it is, if budget, and, and you know what, if there's homeowners listening or people that are going to do a renovation, if a budget is one of your main concerns and it should be, then sometimes you should listen to your contractor over the designer not with the design but where to buy materials tell your designer that here's the three places pick the materials from these three places that my contractor works with yeah that's where you're gonna get your best i think deal. you'll get a better deal yeah and then you'll get a better job yeah i think so yeah you, you have more leverage right again it all boils down to relationship if there's a problem with the tiles and they look like you know they were shit and they're all whatever I can go back and say, hey, dude, like, come on, man. Exactly. But I also think that those suppliers, that relationship, they're, once it leaves their shop, they want to know that care is being taken to that. Right. Right. And then brought to the job site. And I'm not trying to point fingers at designers and saying that they're not going to give the care to it. But I think that a responsible contractor or a tradesperson on site is going to care for it a lot more than a designer that's not on site that's just on the phone or doing a drawing. Yeah, just get it delivered. Just get it delivered, be it there. I might pass by. Right. And I'm not trying to slag designers here. I'm just saying that I think that's where that's where I, why suppliers might have a bigger or stronger connection with contractors and tradespeople yeah. over designers. Yeah. I mean, I go and I, I take my clients to the tile supplier. Because you like and the process. And introduce them to who I know there and say, here you go. I'm not coming back. Yeah. You guys do your thing. I'm not a designer, so you guys do it. But here's the intro. Hopefully you can Start do some ball. business. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
All right, so let's well, talk about I want like what are there some of the new numbers these days compared to the old days of construction? What do you mean new numbers? I guess the number one new number would be home automation stuff, technology oh, stuff. Oh, those yeah. like how do you like because when I see those numbers and I'm like going, why are there so many zeros behind that first number? And it doesn't stop. It does and there's all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. Car lifts. Car lifts. Home more automation. And more. Uh more crazy appliances too and now forget about appliances so now all of a sudden you start but that's not part of your construction budget but it is part of your cabinetry budget which okay has to so here's the big integrated one. okay so all those things we just talked about car lift pool pool most likely a pool spa outdoor kitchen all these crazy ass appliances automation Security. Security, security up the wazoo. Security. Oh, and then make make a provision for the electric car. That's oh, that's the latest conversation, out. huh? Right. Yeah. But we then two forty into the then garage. the electrician does the load, <laughs> figures out what the load is going. Because an be. average house two hundred amps should be able to do it with two hundred, but, but you start adding. A pool. Hot so tub, now, so car. now our job is give me all your specs of everything before I can even tell you what size of service you're going to need. And the last three, four projects we've done, all 400 amps. They're all 400. Yeah. I've never done a 400. What is the cost increase to do a 400? Like to bring it to the, to the house. So you saw that one where we did the video. Yeah. Seventy-five thousand. It costs seventy-five grand to upgrade from a two hundred amp to four hundred amp in here in Toronto. Everything's underground. They had so the reason that one was so big, they had to change three poles on the street to bring the to hold the new transformer, and it was across the street. So they had to dig across the street to the property line. And That's then, as far as your seventy-five grand takes you. And then the electrician's got to take care of the rest. Then we had to put the you know the conduit in. And have everything, you know, everything on the uh, on the side of the house and ready to go. Now, doesn't that benefit any future neighbors if they're already running it? It doesn't benefit them. So then, if another neighbor wants to go 400 amp, they have to do go through the exact same process. Yeah, that seems a little price gouging kind of. It's crazy BS, right? Yeah. So I think your av- I think your average your average would be probably you know again depending where the pole is if it's on your side of the street. Probably do it for thirty, forty thousand. I hear pole and I think Nelmar. Yeah. Sorry, but but that but that goes through. Well, here in Toronto, that goes through Toronto Hydro. Well, it goes through the only one service offering yeah. the service. You don't know when you're going to get it, but it is a flat fee of seventy five k. Yeah, that's enough. How do you well, okay. I, again? They have to come and measure and see where it is. So that Jeff, one was. How, how do you have that conversation with the client? Going, uh, by the way, you have a few moments. Oh, well, I mean, chat? we've done it enough now, and then you, know, you just tell them, "Here it is, seventy-five. Yeah, you know what? Your house is fifty-eight hundred, six thousand square feet. You're gonna, have to, you know what? By the way, <laughs> by the way, you're probably gonna need a four hundred amp service. Really? What's that mean? I said, means about sixty thousand bucks, oh, which God. goes on top of everything else. Yeah. We'll try. It's got nothing to do with your construction budget. No. No, no actually, it's going to affect your construction budget because now your electrician has to factor that in. It's an extra prop. Well, he needs to, you know, the switch, the meter box, like all that stuff. We got to dig from the property line in. Got to, you know, cover it in concrete. And you got to do it in the same time that they're doing it. 
Well, you want to. Ideally. Yeah, otherwise, but usually we get ours done first. We do our section because they take forever. <laughs> right? Because they're paid by the hour. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, let's just say the average is 40 grand. Uh, you know, on the other end of, of our electrician could be 10, 15. For this upcharge. On top. What about gas? Same thing. So now you everybody wants million BTUs in their cooking and then another million BTUs for the outdoor kitchen. Yeah, you, then you the see that. That's just all run by the meter. So just you increase the meter. Yeah. But then gas companies don't charge extra? No, that's just a meter base. That's just a meter. Yeah, if we know ahead of time, yeah, because we had to do the th same thing there because he has the outdoor. I always, I've always i done it as a meter-based change. So you upgrade... Gas is just all that more happy to give you a bigger meter because all, you're, yeah, you're, you're consuming more gas. Exactly. Means that yeah, they're making more money. It's just a meter. That's all. But then Toronto Hydro doesn't look at it that way. They go, no, we're going to gouge you at the beginning, even though you're Well, because you got to dig. We got to put a, maybe a pole. Got to bring in the transformer. Wow. Yeah. What about water? What if you do want to increase whatever, for whatever reason you want to increase? Same thing. They got to go through the source. Got to call city. Shut it down. Increase it. Yeah. Yeah. Get on the list. If you pay more, you'll get it a little faster. Now, why so would you, you want to, unless the pressure is low in that area? Volume. You just want it for volume. Yeah. So let's say because you have a house and you've got a master bathroom. That, that has a rain head that has 15 heads. Then <laughs> your two five children. Five gallons a minute pours out of the rain your head. Your two children have their en suites right. with their two heads in there. With their 45-minute showers. Then you've got the guest bathroom in the basement or whatever. Yeah. Then you've got the outdoor shower for the pool. <laughs> and the pool's running. <laughs> yeah. So that's where the, the water upgrade the is. Ball, yeah, the volume. But, well, the pool, does, the pool just uses, recirculates its own water. But you but, still got to bring all that water in. When we do a pool, we just bring in the water truck. To pay the pay the four or five hundred bucks, just let them show up and tank it. That's in. clever, man. Just it's true. Pool. It's done. What are you gonna put your hose in there? You know, you put it in July and <laughs> your pool will be ready by November. <laughs> Christ. Is it really just four or five hundred bucks for the water That's truck? That's what it was. Oh, well, what is it now? Yeah, so some like now these pools you probably take So the cost of water's gone the, up. Yeah, it's just you get it in fast. You get it in right away. Right. So pay the pay it now and what, get it in. What if you start a little fire and you just get the fire trucks to show up and go, listen, <laughs> do point it this way right here. Yeah. Just, no, that won't work. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's pretty clever. That's yeah, smart. That's I did my last one. We just get a water <laughs> truck in. Where did they get the water from? I don't know. Probably a water guy. <laughs> fire hydrant down the street. <laughs> but I do find it really interesting that clients... They're not saying no. No, and and I think you know they're raising their we, brow as we talk to our, yeah, you know, the Mister Smith of of lumber. Right? <laughs> he he yeah, he's he right. The same thing. They he, just they the, just say no because it, you know what? I really thought about that. Like after we we all talked about that, and I go, yeah, you know what? That's just no. It's wrong. We're not going anywhere. Nobody's traveling. Everybody's working, and I don't even know what the average household would spend on travel but i'm just gonna throw out there if you're a, you know a family let's just say it's 10 15 grand but then you're not going out for dinner i think you have an excess of you're saving every week right so you've got an extra 25 30 grand a year so you what do you what want do you want something in the back something in the basement so you do your renovation are you really worried that you know lumber went up because it, again it's only a piece of the job 
So who's really worried? Just tradespeople? I think maybe you and I worry because we have to carry, we have to bring the price to the client. And whether they fill their pants or not, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's it. But that's what it is. I think it is. Mm -hmm. I, again, it just boils down to we're idiots as human beings and we'll just pay it. We'll just accept it because like our little, our friend has said that if don't do it now and your neighbor does it, you're going to be kicking yourself in your butt right. for not doing it Because it's not going to get cheaper. Not now. But also look, listen, everybody, think about this too. So if real estate market is still going the way it is and it's pretty much doing the same thing everywhere, your house is going to go up three to 5%. That's a, that's a normal rate. So let's just use a normal rate. You think like that the will last jump? year is... Will it jump? Yeah, will it jump oh, with everybody jumped. doing the, what they're doing? I don't know if it's going to jump. I mean, it's jumped this year because of the insanity yeah. with the market. But let's just, that's what I'm saying. Like, just on an average, your your house goes up 3 to 5%. That covers all this. Yeah. Covers all the extra cost for the lumber, the extra cost for steel, the extra cost for whatever. It usually cuts. As long as our labor rates and all that kind of stay the same. See, that's where the... the Double-edged sword. I don't right. get it. Like, we we're not allowed to raise our rates because we might get priced out. Right. Is it fair? But then should we raise our rates? We'll get priced out. Well, none of it's fair. Like, is it, like, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I hate the saying, you know, it is what it is, but that's our business. That's yeah. everybody's business. But what if you, okay, so what if you get a client, you present your budget, then they come back and you go, how do we reduce this, Jim? How do we get this down to this figure? Okay, don't use, you know, okay, don't use marble and, you know, real stone in all your other bathrooms. Just do it in your master. You know, go to porcelain, do that. MDF over poplar. MDF okay. over poplar. Uh, poplar and Just take, keep out, on. take out the wood-burning 30,000 fire, wood fireplace that cost you $35,000 to build. Get a gas one. Don't get a wolf stove. Don't get a wolf stove. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you should, <laughs> <laughs> but so, but what if you get a client who just keeps on chipping away at that budget to over and over and over, just reduce this, reduce this, reduce this. Reduce well, I always tell my clients, say, I say, look, you know what? Do you think you're going to save fifty thousand dollars in one shot? No, you got to save five hundred bucks here, three hundred bucks here, a thousand here. That's what you have to do, and you're probably not going to like. The result. You won't be happy. You want to go through the process. You want right. to renovate. You're doing it for a reason. Either you need the extra space or you need a more functioning house. Right. Or don't finish the basement. Drywall it. Leave tape it. it later prime on. Prime it and don't finish Split it. Split the rentals up. Blow the budget upstairs where you're going to be, spend most of your time. If you want the basement, a basement used to be a basement for mechanical. Oh, That's it. Now, it's, now everybody wants it as living space. Got to pay for it then. I'm just having some cheese. Have some cheese, man. <laughs> <laughs> have some cheese with that whining that we're doing. <laughs> mm. No, but I mean, like we all have these conversations with the clients, and I'm just really surprised that lately I've been noticing that they're not saying no. They're not squawking. Yeah, they're not. They're, they'll they'll shrug their shoulder, a sigh of something. It's not relief. No, an eyebrow might come up. They suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. They just say, okay, and then I'm always shocked. It's almost like a game show. I see the text or I see the email, approved, like it's authorized. And not approved by that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jim said it. Jesus. I didn't say it. He's getting a hold of it now. Uh, totally. 
Uh, so what's going to happen when these glory days of big fat budgets and markups and it's not glory days, man. It's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's material gouging days, days. Uh, you know what? They're going to come to an end. They'll come to an end and we're going to suck it up and we're going to pay the 75 bucks for the plywood and that's it. And that's going to be the new norm. I hate that term. The new norm. Right? Well, this is the new norm. You sitting 55 feet away from me. <laughs> Long mic cables. That's all it is, man. Handing you a piece of cheese with a poker. <laughs> Catch it. Catch it. That's Catch all it. it is, man. You know, depending on how got, you know, you guys do your budgets. Like, you know, again, we do ours as a management fee and everything else and put a put the site super fee in. Should the young guys be in it, like doing it that way, too? I don't know. I think uh, to me, after all the years of doing every every way, I think this is the best for both for both people for both covers sides. both sides covers both sides. You know, it's a completely transparent document that say here it is. Here's my backup. How I got that number. There's your quotes that to back that number up. So you you got a line item for a specific detail. You'll submit three quotes. The client chooses based on your recommendation. Yeah. Move on to the next one. Yeah. The next one. Next one. Here's how much money my business is making. Here's how much money the site super is making. Everything's there. There's yeah. a question. So what we do. So, you know, let, let's just say an electrical price comes in at 50000 and another guy comes in at sixty five. So I would put in my budget roughly sixty. Go in between them because we still don't know what the client wants. And they'll say, well, how'd you write with that number? Well, here, he came in at 50, he came in at 65. So I just, you know, oh. I have okay. a medium. Yeah. So this is what you would do with this guy if you want to use him or you, you want to use this guy. Take your pick. Or give me a electrical plan. A detailed breakdown of everything you want. You know, reflected ceiling plan, everything. Give me that, and we'll send it both out, both of them again, and then you pick who you want. But both of your trades have looked at the drawings, the scope of the work. But they're just guessing. They're guessing at that point, but it's a pretty good guess based yeah, on. So what one they will think. say, yeah, one will say, look, I'm giving you a hundred pot lights. The other guy says, oh, I've got 120. Yeah. So, th so you can see the difference, right? It's pretty easy once you. But whatever you hire, then you go in. So let's say you get the guy who's got a hundred, but whatever, maybe they add the extra ten. Right. But maybe they remove five fixtures, so then Some... it all balances out. Right. I get it. In in answer to your question, like you know, I like this because it's more transparent for both of us. It lessens my exposure, and the clients are paying the trades directly. Yep. Because they see the number. They've done the work, and yeah. then here's your payment. Yeah. You just facilitate it. That's all you do. That's it. And you, we, I mean, we charge for our, our guys. Like of course. If we have a, you know, we'll have a laborer or a site super. They get charged for that. That's it. Like, we just manage the project. But it's in there. All it's in the there. It's all there. They see it. They, sometimes they don't like it because you They get don't like what, a site super or a laborer? No, they don't like the site super because they go, but you're managing it. So there's your management fee. Why is there a site super? Why is it not going to be on the site every day? I'm managing your project over here. It does need a site super. Somebody needs to be there to supervise right. the site. But that's what I pay. That's what I'm paying you for. I go, uh, no, 
No, no. That's, that's the so business. So it gets to be, yeah, hey, you know what? It gets to be a little pushback, you know. That's a conversation. That's at a that conversation. Point? When, you, when you're presenting those two line items. Yeah. Sometimes we separate them. Most of the time now, we just roll it into the same thing. In the same line. Yeah, but it's a different number. <laughs> <laughs> and, then they, and then there's just, if they're going to question your fee, then that's, that's up to you whether you want to That's negotiate. a negotiation. Right. If you want to be flexible, reduce it. You yeah. as a business, you pick the number. Yeah. What you want to, what you feel comfortable with. What's going to get you work. Yeah. But so, I mean, I mean, again, like, you know, you try to be as transparent. We are, as far as I'm concerned, you know, 100% transparent about how we bill and they see everything. Was there, where does I go with this? I can't remember now. Transparency. But I don't know. I don't know any other way to do it. So you think that it is a good idea for a young guy getting started out to do it this way instead of the way that I'm sure you Oh, I know what have. I was going to say. Sorry. Okay. So some, some guys say, well, you don't make as much money. What? Because you're not marking up on right, everybody? but I, but I'm saying, but my markup is already kind of made up on my budget. I mean, yeah. I know what my budget is, and sure, if it goes over, depends how you set your contract up. Is it a set fee, like twelve ex- months, yeah. or is it based on whatever it goes over? Right. But there's two sides to that argument about well, you don't make as much money because you have a set fee now. Right. That you're guaranteed that's the income that you're going to make or that's your profit if the job goes X amount as long as you stay on that schedule. And then if there's a contingency that if it goes longer, then there's more fee attached to it. Yeah. But also if you choose the other way, what if things do go wrong and you lose more money now as as a a lump sum? As a lump sum. So now all of a sudden you've lost money that you could have have been secured. But then the arguments start. Because this is where all your change orders come in. Oh, that wasn't in my price. The disagreements. That, you know, this way. So this is an extra. This is, And then once you get up to 10, 15 extras, then you think, as a client, they're going to think, then why didn't I just go with the guy that was 10% higher? Yeah. Well, why didn't you? But at that point, it's they've too learned late. their lesson. Right. And how many times has that happened, Jim, where they'll look at three numbers, someone will submit it, someone will be fair, someone will be high, someone will be low, Yeah. but then they're not comparing apples and apples. No. They'll choose the low, and then the low becomes the highest, Right. and then they go, well, why didn't I just hire this person? See, that the greatest thing about this are 100 and... How many? Like 170 or 100 and... No? How many? What is it? 100 and... Oh, we're up to 210 now. 210 line items. 210 line Holy It's cow. pretty simple. If there's no number in the box... There's no... There's no it's not in the job. That's it. It, it has not been quoted. It's as clear priced. as that. It's, a, it's as transparent as that. Yeah, I mean, you know, and if they want it in, okay, well, easy, sure. But we also have line items that don't even have nothing to do with us. It's for them if they can... It's because easy. they want to see the overall budget. Right. And then they can put their architectural fees in and put all that stuff in here too. So they can yeah. follow the whole budget. So it's kind of, you know, we kind of set it up for them too. Right. So I think, you know, I mean, to me, I wish I knew that way, way back, way, way back. Cause it's totally applicable to a one man shop who's getting started out. Cause he can, or she can just actually see all of it yeah. and explain all of it to the client. Yeah. And guys, like, and, and, and when I talk about being less exposure, 
If you're going to do a lump sum, you're the one that has to go to Lumberyard, buy it, or have it delivered, whatever. And you're not paying for this for 15, 30 days. And then you're going to bill your client a month later. What if your client doesn't pay. want to pay you then? So you're stuck with that. You or it. that lumber order or whatever. Got no recourse. The exposure. The most exposure I have is my one month fee. Yeah, your site super, your management fee. Yeah. That's the most exposure you have. And I have usually have them pay that at the beginning of the month. Oh, so you take the last slice of pizza out before you start eating the pizza. You want me to manage your job? Then you need to pay me now if you want me to manage for the next month. So now you're less exposure. Try to less. Yeah. But it's two weeks before you ever see the check. So you're halfway <laughs> through anyway. So. But at least you're asking right now. So yeah. then you can get yeah. it instead yeah. of asking for it a month down the line. Yeah. And then another month goes yeah. by. And, then and, we get it. and we tell our, you know, most of our trades, I, I, I hear Dan tell them all the time, bill me now. Invoice me now so we can get it to him. He says, well, I haven't even set foot in the job. Yeah, but you're going to in two weeks. So just have the paperwork Give me started. the invoice now so I can hand it in. And in 30 days, you're going to have a check. And you're not waiting 30 days. So, guys, hopefully that makes a lot of sense to you guys. What I want to wrap up this show, because we actually got to do a little slightly shorter show here, because uh, Jim and I got... Things. Things to do. <laughs> <laughs> Separate things to do, right? This all leads back to MAP. Because yeah. a lot of guys are asking me about MAP and what's that all about. But things like this whole conversation and that budget, that 210 line item budget, that's what MAP is all about. So, guys, I want you to stay tuned. Next month's going to be a big month. Everyone's going to be able to see it and get a better idea of it. And, and we want to share all this information. So just stay tuned and you'll get better insight. But just pay attention to any kind of hints on Jim Social, my social, uh, about MAP coming at you. Because we're really about building that program to help other people. Nah. You all want right. to? I want to leave it alone. Okay. Jim just asked me a question off mic there because the phone was ringing and I just ignored it. That's all. Because I'm recording a podcast, man. We're yeah. busy. That's all yeah. we got to do. Yeah, right? no. So we're excited about MAP and uh, and where Construction Life is going for sure. Um, it's in the making. It's there. there everybody, you know, we have our people working on it right now as we, we speak. We have day jobs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we're, we pass it on to people that have their day jobs that will help us. <laughs> everybody has day jobs. So it just we, we were taking on a task that's yeah. uh, it's a full-time day job. Yeah. That's all it is. All right. So, guys, again, once again, we really appreciate everybody listening. Thanks. Keep on reaching out. I'm almost down to next to nothing sticker-wise, eh? Like, Jeez. literally, I got, I think it was a 1,000 stickers that I ordered. And They're I'm, gone. Like, I'm down to, like, maybe the last 20 or 30. That's it. There's wow. maybe 10 black ones. Black ones have been going faster than the white ones. But, I mean, just, like, I got a few more, guys. There'll be new stickers. But just reach out to me and then uh, keep following us online on social media and, and tell people to start following Jim as well, too. He wants to crack a certain number by a certain time. <laughs> He's got goals set there, man. So oh, yeah. thanks so much for listening, guys. And we'll, we'll check you guys out next week when we do the next show. I don't know exactly sure what we're doing, but next year. Oh, we're talking about possibly engineer. Yes. We, yeah, wanna, we got good. a very uh, open-minded, open mouth. Engineer. engineer yeah yeah <laughs> who, who you, yeah no he's, he's on our side though he's on our side he's definitely. on our side so yeah. you definitely want to hear what he's got to uh, say about his uh he's got 30 or 40 years no 
Well, he's an architect slash engineer. Oh, he's, he's got, got, he's got, got a, the whole. He's got a lot of experience. Plus, man. he goes and does, you know, and used to do the committee of adjustments. And, oh, so he's got and all he that. Worked, and he worked for the city. Oh, the fuck! So he's all over the place. He's he's seen everything he, on both he's sides. Got a little piece of everything, and that's how he does business. Oh, wow! It's brilliant. All right, so we got some good guests coming up, guys. Really appreciate it. But thank you so much for listening, Jim. Let's get out of here because we got shit to do. We got to break shit this down. to do. See all you right. guys. See you. Ciao.